This week, we're watching a movie once described as an early contender for the worst movie of 2008, with lighting worse than the Battle of Winterfell, 17 different subplots, and a nuclear bomb? Yep, we've watched Alien vs Predator Requiem, and you know what? We're not even sorry. Hit the theme! In an age of turmoil, can free idiots discussing movies change the world? No! Podcast! Podcast! On infinite earths. Another day in the never-ending lockdown. And it was made all the better by watching this film. Yeah, it was. I don't even know where to start today. I really don't. What made it better for me was just how genuinely upset you were that <laughs> this was the option. <laughs> I can't. You'd seen this before, hadn't you? Had you both Not seen this? Time, but yeah. And you let this happen again. <laughs> <laughs> I also got this mixed up with, I think, a zombie movie. Because I'm like, at some point, a black guy throws a spear at someone. And <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. <laughs> I got this mixed up with, I don't know if it was Gremlins 1 or 2, where they all <laughs> fall into a swimming pool. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. It's, um, uh, I mean, for those at home, we've watched Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Um, a, mere, <laughs> a, a mere five months after we suffered through the original Alien vs. Predator. I mean, we've gone through all the classic movies of nerd culture at this point, so we have to get to it. I mean, except Alien. <laughs> I know, this is what I mean. Like, we, we, we have got to AVP Requiem before Alien, before Aliens, before the likes of Terminator, this Jurassic Park. Can you imagine if if we were just complete dicks and we never did those films? <laughs> Maybe that's what this should be—just B-list nerd culture movies instead. Like, stop watching the good films and there's more to talk these. about. Oh yes, <laughs> I have uh, a novel of notes beside me. <laughs> well, so I, I got off to a wrong start because my first note is. Antarctica, nineteen oh four. Fuck, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, yeah, we've started. My, my first note is, sorry, my yeah. first note is, man, I love black and white films. <laughs> I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. But yes, welcome everyone to podcast on Infinite Earths. Hey. Uh, like I said, we we are discussing a film. We is that okay to film. call it a film? Can I call it it's not cinema, but it is a film. We'll go with that. Uh, Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Uh, we'll get into that in just a moment, but let's get our introductions out of the way. I'm Lewis. I'm Tom. I'm also Tom. Beautiful. Oh yeah. my God, we did it. it. We did it this time. <laughs> <laughs> the sheer joy through all three of us. Like, like Tom's taking well, his shirt off. He's so excited. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't actually do it last time. Did we not introduce ourselves? No, we've completely forgotten the last episode. Jesus Christ. We are. <laughs> that sounds about right, to be fair. It's the, 
it's the simplest thing to do every episode and we can't even do it right or we can't do it at all apparently um but yes we have watched a very strange movie um did you enjoy it yes yeah. <laughs> just unequivocally yes i actually did it was a nice breather from the other films we've been this is one of those films that same with avp where you can just turn it on and switch off yeah it is a switch off your brain sort of film isn't it it's definitely that it's um yeah i was because i kept asking myself and i was making these notes and i was I try not to be nasty about it because I'm whenever we do this podcast and there's like these films that are just that they're not good I try not to get too critical because I'm like well I still couldn't make this and you know I I still respect the fact they've tried to make something like we're doing with this show it might not be very good but we're trying you know the heart's in the right place um, and then I sort of thought, well, am I enjoying myself right now? I was like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm at home. I've got a drink. It's, <laughs> it's, it's stupid as anything, but you, I think you can. It's escapism, isn't it? A, yeah. a very strange sort of escapism. And I think at the moment, you know, with all the horror of the real world going on, it was um, it was a pleasant. Not pleasant. It wasn't pleasant. It was a, a suitable 90 minutes of my life. We'll put it that way. I think that's the best review I can give this film. Because I think, it, I think the film will take it. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, let's just do some quick facts then, and we'll come on to some of the, <laughs> some of the um, lesser positive points. Um, so, Alien vs. Predator Recruitment, released in 2007, budget $40 million, box office a fairly respectable $130 million. That's not bad wow. for this. Um, pretty good to say it came out at Christmas. Yeah, literally the 25th of December. Why? Again, why is this a Christmas <laughs> film? <laughs> is this like Lethal Take the Weapon? Family. Is it one of them Christmas films that's... <laughs> Take the kids. Take grandma with you. Uh, direct, direct, directed by the brothers Strauss, who I didn't know who they were. So I went on IMDb to look at their... Such a yeah, stupid it's... name. <laughs> oh, God. Take that. German surname. <laughs> um, but I went on IMDb to look at their um, CV. They are predominantly um, working in visual effects. That is the majority of their credits is not directing remarkably that, that makes a fair amount of sense yeah sort of. um but they have directed um nickelback music videos lincoln park <laughs> music videos oh, dear. um and i don't know how they got this job i really don't <laughs> so they are yeah the oh brothers strauss haven't done much lately i'll say that much and starring is it worth telling you who's in it would it make a difference to anybody if i said these names <laughs> If I said these um, out loud. I know I know one of them, David Hornsby, who works in the pizza place. God, he's not even in the top list on IMDb. <laughs> well, I'll well, go through the, the list here. So starring Stephen Pasquale, Rayco Aylesworth, John Ortiz, Johnny Lewis, Ariel Gade, and Kristen Hager. Um, I, thought, I thought that was going to take longer because <laughs> there are so many characters in yes, this movie. Yeah, well, <laughs> I can't... I can't <laughs> I cut myself off there because, yes, I do have a note in here about the excessive amount of cast in this film. 
and it is yeah it's a it's a bloated film to say the least Uh, and I made a note of this just so we know who to hold responsible but it was written by Shane Salerno so he's he's the one he's the one to blame right Shane (laughs) well has he written anything Recently See, I, or again, in the past? I was like, well, well, who's this guy? Because, you know, what, what's he done? He's, he's worked on, like, the Avatar films. He's got a pretty respectable resume. And I don't know... Well, no, there's been one of them. Well, he's... <laughs> <haven't come> out <laughs> yeah, <yet. but> he's <laughs> true. But, you know, the fact that he's managed to get a job on any of them is, I think, fairly impressive. And I just... The, that's amazing for me because the... The writing in this film is atrocious. Um, he's also worked on like of Armageddon, and I said he is co-screenwriter of the forthcoming Avatar two, three, four, and five. Okay. Who's asking for these, honestly? James Cameron. He just wants <laughs> he wants more money to do whatever stupid things he wants to do. I want I want to go to the bottom of the ocean. I'll make a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to the moon. Oh, James. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, God. And, yeah, that's the end of the quick facts. Quick facts, yeah! This, this film, it, it would have been better if there was no human characters in it. I've got that, yeah. <laughs> mm, that's a good point. Have no cast in it, just have the aliens and the predators. The... There's a bit later on where, well, there's no... It's... We're not exactly spoiling anything, are we? No. But there's a bit where the Predator, which in my notes are called Mr. Fix-It, and I'll explain why later. <laughs> but he like, he falls and he lands and like a bit of metal like sticks for him. Yeah. And I, I actually winced for him. I was like, ooh, did not wince for any of the human characters. No. I felt no. nothing for them, and I felt for this alien. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because, you know, they call it Alien versus Predator. It's Alien versus Predator versus Townspeople. Uh, it's it's it wants to be three different movies at once, and it, like I said it, it's better if it is just the aliens and the predators, and that's it. And it's just like it because it, then it's a more it's a much more focused film then. Because yeah, this, this film like, is all over the place. <laughs> it could have been like a Rambo where you're just following a guy in the woods. I've got a note in capital letters that says Rambo Predator question mark movie idea. That would be way better. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely. That's what... all of the other stuff. Yeah. Literally, Rambo Predator is what this film should have been. And then it genuinely could have been fantastic. But I, I, my first note just says, okay, establishing shot of the earth. So far, so good. That was it. Downhill it's from quite there. Star Wars, <laughs> quite yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, it, it was a really nice, nicely framed shot of the, the Predator craft coming around the earth. The sun in the background like this. This is a good looking film. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. I should I have switched it off then. <laughs> I feel like I can't. You know how when you get to a certain age, you can't tell how old people are anymore. <laughs> Like I, if you're between like twelve and twenty, you, you could be anything. I have no idea. <laughs> is that just me? Are you, no. are you okay? No. Nurse, he's out of bed again. <laughs> Objection! I've got a point. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think that was Rolf Harris's argument. Oh no! Okay, moving on. Oh. Uh, I can't tell if for like. 
from a year maybe like 2000 to 2010 i can't tell if effects are good or not mm. like um or for the time i mean like was this were these good decent effects at the time i they... think they're they're passable they're not yeah. awful by any means and to be fair, a lot of the effects are practical once they get onto the onto Earth. You know, I, I think I'll, I'll get the positive stuff out of the way. That when you can see the predators, they look good, <laughs> and you know they 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 manage to keep the like the sliminess of the aliens. It's just plenty for, of KY jelly going around. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's just for most of the film, you can't really see anything. No, it, it really feels like the director and the art director did not want anyone to see this film. Yeah, it's like they knew, like, we can't let people really see this, just... I spent most of the film, like, messing around with the, like, contrast and brightness <laughs> of my TV, thinking, it must just be my TV. It was like you know? everyone at the Battle of Winterfell, like, is this my TV? Because I can't see anything right now. Yeah. Oh, that's it... bit in... That bit in Game of Thrones as well, where uh, flames just start firing out, and then you have to turn the the brightness up, and you see there's been a dragon stood there for twenty minutes. (laughs) 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 There's a good bit. There's some. There's luckily some random lightning later on. There is. So I'm just like, oh, um, okay, I saw it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's so annoying because the bits where like the predator alien's face opens up are actually pretty good effects. Yeah, this is what I mean. But if if, if it was lit better, it would have hit home a little bit better as well because a lot of it, again, you, you, I don't think you get a single clear shot of the predator alien hybrid like no, in its really. entirety. You get a little glimpse of his face, of his tail. You but see him never... in orange lighting a few times. Yeah. Oh, you see him in like the heat vision, yeah, but you mm. never actually see what it looks like. And that I was waiting for a big reveal, like, wow, look at this predator alien, and never yeah. ever came. It's like that's your film, though. That is your film right there. Yeah, but I even think... in the sorry, even in the first one, like with the weird mother alien thing, there is a big reveal at the end, and you see it, and you're yeah. like, oh yeah. shit, yeah. They were going too much into the sort of first alien aesthetic, weren't they, where it's supposed to be hiding in the vents and it's supposed to be hidden by darkness. But don't you can't have that if you set it in a brightly lit city or town. Yeah, exactly. You know, in the middle of the day in a forest. Doesn't work. Yeah. Well, that's why they had to have some homeless people hiding in a... Just... Yeah. The... You know, I don't know what it was, but they were living there. <laughs> it's yeah. not a sewer, it's just... What? Uh, man-made cave? Yeah, just what you say. It's a uh, man-made cave. Yeah, that. Yeah, I, that film doesn't like homeless people. This film <laughs> might be an analogy for the conservative government. I don't know. Yeah. Well, when I first saw them, I was like, "God, piss Brussels, let himself go." <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Pierce Brosnan lately? He has not let himself go. He is a, a silver, silver fox. fox. Yeah. Yes, he is. <laughs> he is aging <laughs> like a fine wine. So we're from the predator ship. Which... In a dark cellar. Yeah, <laughs> that's where he lives. <laughs> <laughs> so we're on the predator ship, which has just left, um, which has just left Antarctica. I really hate that this, that this film gives no fan service to the first film at all. What it's... fans... Well, <laughs> us apparently <laughs> that have watched both films in, in the space of six months. And... Right, hold on, hold on. I'm going to do this because we've 
cover this in a quiz if you've listened to that as well. Okay. What's the name of a character in like any character in that movie? <laughs> I know it now. It's Alexa Woods. Oh, okay. Because I did make a note saying, you know, the thing that might have redeemed this film just one percent is if somehow Alexa Woods turned up to help <laughs> fight. It would have been well, it would have made as much sense as anything else, but at least it's a little bit of fan service to the original. Well, some of the trivia that I read about it is that they were they reached out to quite a lot of the original actors and some of the actors from Alien and Predator. So they reached out to I think it is it Bill Paxton yeah. from the first mm-hmm. Alien. Well he's to... in both, isn't he? Possibly. There's, is he in Predator as well? There's someone who's the only person to be killed by Predator, Alien, and Terminator. Well, he was supposed to be in AVP 2 as he, he, a retired vet working at the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the kitchen. And I just thought that that would have made it better if there was one glimpse of a character that you recognise. Yeah, this is what I mean. No, if it's going to be a bad film, at least have those moments so you're like, oh, cool, that's the guy from that film. But it, 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 it never has any, any no. of that. Um, although, yeah. although he does, at, I know I'm skipping forward, he does at one point say, get to the chopper. Yes, and I, <laughs> no, and I have a note. my biggest note yeah. is on that bit. Mine's, <laughs> mine says, in as bold writing as you can see, no, no, you don't get to say Arnold's line. You haven't earned it. It's well, I wrote the, the bit from... Um, Harry Potter, where it's like, how dare you stand where he stood? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I liked the idea that the Predator film was part of this universe, like it was a film in this universe, and I wanted him to (laughs) do it like Arnie. (laughs) I I was disappointed. Dallas is just a big fan of Schwarzenegger. (laughs) I was disappointed we didn't get a scene of people just firing blindly into the trees. Again, a little bit of fan service, all it needed. <laughs> the uh, the opening scene on the Predator ship has the least dramatic chest burst scene ever. It just pops out and that's it. Pops out of the Predator. Well, I think it has a bit of trouble as well, I think, because there's a noise and then it appears. So I feel <laughs> I had to do like two runs at it. It's like a, it's like a dunk. Ah, ah shit. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Try that again. Yeah, and then how... How quickly do these things grow? Pretty I mean, quickly. Like, yeah. I think canonically they, they do grow quickly. Because it's that's a matter. Yeah, because I I was trying to remember what because obviously in Alien it pops out the, the the guy's chest and then it's fully grown within a matter of hours. But it just it's it's surprising, and yeah, these predators might not be the smartest race because they have a, a supply room full of face huggers apparently. <laughs> Which it's in the closet, yeah. You know, yeah, just in I, case. Just what, what? What were they doing? Just like orbiting the Earth for hours. Why don't they just leave? Well, they, well yeah, they they just set off though, aren't they? Because it's supposed to be <laughs> literally within hours of the first film. The second film starts. Right. Okay. So they literally just set off. The chest burster comes out, and then they crash. Yeah. Yeah. Chest burster comes out, starts picking off predators on the on the ship. Um, loads of face huggers get out. I, this might just be me forgetting how it works, but how do uh, how do aliens reproduce? Do, do, does an alien then lay an egg that well, is they, a face hugger? Is that how it works? Yeah, usually, but, but they sort of change it in this. But yeah, usually 
the alien or the alien mother or whatever makes the egg things. Yeah. Face hugger comes out. Face hugger lays yeah. its stuff. Thing comes out the tummy. New alien. Right. But then right. that's there's a weird bit later on, and I don't know if you want to cover it now. Yeah. Why not? Why not? The, the pregnant the pregnant lady bit. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So you know I said in the chat that this film just crosses some lines that I think even the goriest films agree. That group of people is off limits. Pregnant women, that's off limits for me. That that was too much. Like that's the point. And I was like, nah, I'm not okay with this. Like it, it felt like they were really just trying to get as much shock value as they could, and it just didn't sit right with me that at it all. It was it was when he starts French kissing that pregnant. Oh, woman. and you can see it, going down. and oh. the eggs are going down her throat, and it's. <laughs> I mean. There's some other things it does in the later in the film that I'll cover, but that was the thing that I thought, nah, I'm not okay with this because it's not necessary. It doesn't didn't well, add anything to the plot. It was just a let's make this as shocking as we can. I just didn't didn't like well, it. I think it's before he plant and yeah, that's the thing where it like skips. They've cut out a middleman like instead yeah. of laying eggs, he's put the things directly into the people. Yeah, but be- before he started doing that, I was like, because he's just seen a load of babies. It's like ooh, buffet. <laughs> he sees a pregnant woman, and I thought he was going to be like, ooh, like, turducken. Like, that's, <laughs> that's the equivalent of like, ooh, it's a <laughs> chicken Three bed roast. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, normally they have to lay the egg, and then the face hog has to find a host and attach it. Yeah, because what would the what would the offspring of a hybrid of a alien and predator and human be? Because the point of the face hugger is it takes on the shape of the host doesn't it yeah so oh maybe that's it maybe it feels like it's got because it it's kind of like they're trying to make the best version of the alien it can maybe genetically it's like this is as good as it's gonna get may as well just make more of me yeah because you know they still look um it's still it's an alien it's still like an alien but it has dreadlocks in this film that's all it really takes on that's which, the only character uh, which trait. apparently are made of flesh. Which I'm not, <laughs> not, not keen on that. Obviously, in the first Alien film, you know, the alien comes out of um, who's he what's its chest, and it looks like the alien that we know. But I guess that's the only frame of reference we've got. You know, we've not seen aliens from other species, yeah, so that have is we? A, yeah, a human alien. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Well, they do it in um, Prometheus, don't they? There's different types it. of alien in that. Um, I'm sure we'll get round to it because apparently this podcast is just franchise specific now on (laughs) Alien and Predators. Uh, I'm going to be an expert on this one day. Um, So, sorry, I was going to just because I always think about it. uh, I think I've shown you guys before and probably mentioned it last time, but there's a bat in Batman v Aliens for graphic novel. Mm -hmm. Uh, At one point, because we're in the jungle, uh, a face hugger gets onto a crocodile. And then you see the crocodile alien, and that's it's pretty, fucking awesome. That's pretty fucking good. <laughs> I want to see great. more weird hybrids. I don't want to just see. Yeah. Them. Well, they yeah. do it in. Is it the third one where they're on that prison, or is it the second one where that dog gets attacked by oh, a face hugger? Oh yeah, I think that's three. I There's remember. one where she gets stuck on a prison. Yeah, that's, that's, in space. that's free, and that's yeah. Free's weird. Look at us just discussing anything but this film. <laughs> the um, law behind it is great. 
well it's yeah this is it. yeah there's the, the actually like you said the the mythology is really cool and we went into this in the original avp episode we did you know the history that the timeline they've got is a bit ridiculous but it's interesting and this yeah. film I, I, I do they in later films just disregard this as canon because they have to surely it's too much I, it doesn't really affect this is what i mean like, i feel like everyone's just pretended this is not part of the well, avp canon in any except way except for this movie which is definitely like it's hubris in court like personified at the very end oh it's, it's a well, bit where it's we'll come on to it we'll okay to it. okay well <laughs> if, if it is canon then we're to believe that in 2004 you know hundreds of years before ripley went off on that spaceship yeah they've already I mean. seen aliens and predators this is what i mean this is why i feel like it can't be canon because it's it's it's, it's too much uh, but they crash into this uh, sleepy American town's neighbouring forest and a father and son having the worst father-son bonding trip ever. <laughs> you know what I was thinking? I was like, I'd love it if there was like a little flashback scene of him like arguing with his ex-wife. Like, it's no, no, he needs to learn how to be a man. I'm going to take him hunting. <laughs> That's the end of it. He's coming with his dad. That's it. And cut to his son. And again, this is what I mean. Don't kill the kid. Like, come on. What well, it's, film? It's yeah. weird because, like, they go to those extremes later on with the whole the pregnant lady stuff and all that kind of thing. But I've written here, cowards, because they don't <laughs> show him melting the child. Oh. <laughs> Which, again, this film, it just, it wants to try and be as shocking as possible. But, yeah. The, why, the why does nobody hear this spaceship crashing except those two kids that that I, kid and that i mean do you think do you like think somewhere asteroid. in this forest there's like jake gyllenhaal and heath ledger just poking the head out of a tent <laughs> going what the hell was that yes now i do that's, <laughs> that's the crossover that we need fantastic <laughs> It'd be great yeah. if it just crossed over with like every vaguely wilderness film there is. You know, you've got like James Franco down a canyon with trying to saw his arm off. What the hell is that? <laughs> like, uh, you just see Forrest Gump with a beard running person. <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts to uh, Arnold's character from the original Predator like, nah, fuck this. Not doing that again. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't know how nobody else sees what is effectively an asteroid crashing into the the forest. I just I couldn't believe they went it went straight for the kid though. I thought it it looked. I mean, fair enough, you know, the twist got me. It seemed like dad's going to get killed, kid's going to run away and tell somebody, but no, kid just. Nope. Gets... Oh, when when his arm melts off as well, that was oh, that was God. gross. Yeah. Oh, you mean uh, Chekhov's arm? Because that's coming <laughs> back later. <laughs> it does. There we go. <laughs> look, look at him ticking that off his list. I do. I've got a couple of them to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just felt sorry for that that dad because you just know he, he only sees this kid every other weekend and he's, he's, he's yeah. fucked it. He's absolutely... that, bit, that bit does like set the tone for how graphic the film's going to get. Because mm. like with some of them, you're not sure. Like the first one, it's not that hardcore, really, in comparison to this anyway. No, no, but... But when his arm comes up, you're like, okay, this is what we're doing. Okay. But it, yeah, but it loses any sort of they, meaning. They did push for a an R rating for this one. 
because apparently that's what people wanted from the first film, which was, what, a 15, I think it was? It's not. So, you just want you just want a good story. That's that's all you need. Like the any of the effects and the gore and all that. That's just a bonus if if you know if you need it. But I um I think it also sets the tone for the amount of unnecessary character development they try and shoehorn in because they introduce like you said so many characters and they and they even like linger with them for minutes uh, minutes of screen time and then they cut back to them and keep telling their little stories. <laughs> and it's all for nothing for the it's just three just characters. for cannon fodder it's yeah all it's and for like the, 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 the most obvious one is the two stoners in the shop yeah They're like <laughs> are you high maybe oh they're dead okay. yeah dead within half, minutes halfway through the film i was like oh well they've they've gone a bit left field here they haven't brought in a uh you know retired war veteran oh no way there she is yep. yeah <laughs> <laughs> my note as soon as you get introduced to uh what's her name kelly is right well that's the one that's going to survive then obviously mm. because as much you know as, as many lines as uh, an american movie might cross they're not going to kill their war veterans in a movie that's that's like sacred ground for for americans mm. uh, i'll tell you something i did like is the shot of the predator planet that was cool yeah. I like seeing their was, planet. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, I, I dig this. You know, I think that's a better film, just seeing the Predators, like, scouting different worlds and going out on hunts and coming back with trophies. I want to see that instead. Yeah, but, seeing the different yeah. technology and stuff. Yeah. Like the, thought, the random hooky forwards. Yeah. Well, that was like the, the Topher Grace one, wasn't it? You know, this hunted, this planet where they just hunt humans. I That's my favourite, I think, of the... Of the... Oeuvre... Oh. Too bad we didn't watch that one. <laughs> uh, um, you know, <laughs> God, I just keep thinking about this film. <laughs> when it cuts back to the to the to Earth, uh, and the there's a, a John Ortiz's policeman. He, he gets a radio call, and it says they're investigating a possible 1066. I'm like, what? It was a father and son reported missing, presumed xenomorphed. What? <laughs> It's a, it's, a, it's a possible uh, Battle of Hastings. <laughs> so I actually um, I searched what a ten I searched what a ten sixty six was. It's a suspicious person, which seems like a reductive way to describe an alien. But what's a suspicious yeah. person? He is suspicious. <laughs> oh, it just that, that alien over there is looking mighty shifty. That's <laughs> what I mean. Like that's not a that, ten sixty six. I'm not even sure he's a person. That is suspicious. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we get to the classic horny teens B plot. In in comes <laughs> pervy pizza boy. Um, well, I love it when he's the first thing to see him is he's he's very he's cool because he's playing with his hair. Oh yeah, and he worked like. But you look at him as like that's a receding hairline. Just wear the hat. Just <laughs> I know, in I, the long I, run, just I be feel, a hat guy. I feel his pain. I I do own a few caps now because it's it's getting there. You can't tell today because my hair's quite long, but you know. How how does the younger brother look forty years older than his older brother? I the I mean the fact that these are meant to be teenagers is laughable. They are at <laughs> least twenty nine years old. Um, <laughs> you know when he goes in to deliver the pizza to um, Jesse. And those, she's just, I don't know, are they having a gangbang? There's just three guys with a, I think that's definitely what's going on. 
Um, but then there's just a bit of just unnecessary casual homophobia because Ricky just goes, at least I know who ordered the sausage lovers. <laughs> Fuck off, Ricky. It's, oh. it's probably um, the woman who's just invited you into her house. <laughs> Have you ever invited a takeaway no. <laughs> delivery driver into your house? Oh, no. my wallet's just in the kitchen. Come with me. Can I get you something? No. The um, his casual homophobia, I assumed, was a reference to the OG Predator film. So yeah. Oh, the fajita lovers pizza. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Ah, head cannon now. Each of those three dickheads is is offspring. Yeah, it's the son of offspring. Offspring. Yes, it's the offspring. It's the adoptive (laughs) offspring. Of a different couples in Predator. Why did I say offspring? <laughs> Children, Lewis. Jesus. Spawn. This, this is what happens when, <laughs> when you're married to a vet nurse. You just get these terms in your head. Oh, and then my next note is just Jesus, this movie or a is 90s badly email. lit. Yeah. Yeah. My next note is just Jesus, this movie is badly lit. Like, legitimately, Ooh, I could not see around. Yeah. Yeah, I was I... fiddling around with the, the colour and, you know, I couldn't see anything of the aliens and predators and I got a sweet spot when I could finally see something. And then when I saw the humans in daylight, it looked like they'd been on a Spanish beach for like <laughs> <laughs> 10 years. Like they were just tanned, <laughs> olive skinned. Yeah. <laughs> it just the, the lighting was just weird in general. And, and then pervy pizza boy gets beaten up outside his keys fall into the sewer, which is going to check off keys. That's coming Check-off's back later. <laughs> <laughs> the foreshadowing in this film is just perfect. Well done, Shane Salerno, writer of this film. Um, then it cuts back to father and son who are... Um, Tom opening his lacquer. Like we can't see him <laughs> opening a fresh bottle. <laughs> uh, yeah, it cuts back to father and son and... Yeah, they're definitely yeah. dead now. And my, again, my, my only note for this section is peekaboo. <laughs> <laughs> I just, what sort of sick bastards need to show a kid having an alien burst out of his chest? Would the alien become a child alien? Is it a as smaller well? alien? That's a good question. Like, does it, because hmm. it takes on the characteristics of its host, does it become a, I don't know, <laughs> a little baby alien running around? A slightly socially oh, awkward alien. <laughs> I want to see that movie now. <laughs> It'd be like Baby's Day Out, like you were saying. Like... <laughs> um, a little alien making friends, meeting a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> Hijinks at the construction site. It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> after uh, God, after we God. see... <laughs> after we see the father and son killed, then we do get introduced to our... Um, there's not really a protagonist to the film. I suppose maybe the sheriff and maybe Kelly, the war veteran, oh, I guess. And, are you? and Dallas, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But we get introduced. I, I, I to... go on a journey with Dallas. Oh. Like half oh. a film, I hate him. And then I have a little turn and then it goes back. <laughs> he looks like a young Bruce Campbell as well. But yeah, this is um, when we get introduced to Kelly, the, the the military veteran. This is when I make the note. Yeah, there's too many characters. Because at this point, we've been introduced to her. We've been introduced to Pervy Pizza Boy, his, uh, the girl he likes, all those other uh, guys. You've got the sheriff, his sheriff's partner, Dallas, obviously. 
father and son. Um, who else have we? Obviously, you've got your alien and your predator as well. There's there's the, over there's a, a dozen. There's a deer which I assume <laughs> dies at the end. Is um, the the deer from Highlander? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he's like not again i've seen too much <laughs> there's there's conservatively a dozen human characters that we've been introduced to at this point that were supposed to be invested in and care about their journey and you just don't because it's it's all these like typical movie trope plots and characteristics and, and they're all very very one-dimensional as well um and it just the whole film feels like it was written and made by like college frat boys just trying to make the stupidest film they could like it, it, it this film feels like a dare that's what it feels like i dare you to make the most ridiculous film you can it's like right watch me fucking watch me well hold my hold my ghost logo <laughs> <laughs> um i did a bit of digging on this as well and there's there's a really mm. bad asylum remake of this film and the original film called Alien versus Hunter. Oh, I forgot about the Hunter series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which has got one star across the board. Um, Would you like to hear this film's ratings on the various websites? Um, IMDb gives it a 4.7 out of 10, which I think is generous. <laughs> uh, Rotten Tomatoes is 12%. But Amazon Prime, 4.4 out of 5. So nice. people Bezos. watching Amazon Prime, <laughs> damn you, Bezos. <laughs> there is clearly well, an audience we, for it. We went down a really weird rabbit hole, me and Steph, on Amazon Prime and realized that there's a lot of really terrible B-movies on there. So there's definitely a type yeah. of person watching those films. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Join us next week for Sharktopus. Oh. Don't, don't. You've said it now. It's, we're going to end up watching Piranha 3D. Not a bad idea, actually. Might make a note of that. Um, yeah, then we get the, the homeless person scene. Again, this film just goes for like these groups of people that don't deserve any more bad luck. And I just think it, it felt like it was written by someone very right-wing this film that's all i'm saying <laughs> that's all i'm saying uh, but yeah i mean this this whole scene you can't see a fucking thing you know i know there's people there i can hear them but i don't really know what's happening and then no. there's i think like three aliens then in the sewers whatever they're in i don't i, I, don't... I immediately lose count of the aliens yeah this. Th this really frustrated me because i didn't i didn't know where they, they'd all come from if the, if someone escaped from the crashed ship, or if, if these were new ones that had just popped out of the father and son, I I didn't really know where they what what these ones were because there's it, just so much going on, too much. Yeah. So in in theory, there are at least four facehuggers to begin with. Yeah, I think. What happens to a facehugger once it's done? It's does, is it like a bee? I think it, it just dies up. Yeah, it it dies. Yeah, because yeah. okay. you you see a shot of the child laid down with a, its chest ripped open and then there's a face hugger just lying upside down next to it. Oh yeah, because the predator sees it, doesn't he? He's, he's, it, um, I mean, I said this last time I mean, the, it's not a, a compliment for this film, it didn't invent it but the face huggers as a design I think are just amazing. Like They're so so creepy. They're creepy. Yeah, yeah, like that spider, scorpion Oh, like, it's, the, it's the tail around the yeah, neck as well. That's, yeah, ugh. like whoever is responsible for 
designing that, and I'm sure we'll find out when we get round to Alien. Um, is, it, is it not Geiger? It is Geiger, isn't it? Oh, is Geiger? it? Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, but then 25 minutes into the film, Predator arrives on Earth, and the the lake water instantly shorts out his camouflage. Ridiculous. What sort of technology can't handle? Yeah, I remember. Did he not pack his waterproofs? <laughs> <laughs> He's, you didn't see the scene where he's spending 20 minutes putting his waders on? <laughs> well, he must have brought on Will, because then it works again in a minute. Mm. Like, it's just about bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I think by the time the Predator has landed on Earth, I think there's been about 12 lines of dialogue at this point. All of it, exposition. And that's about it. It's Yeah, it's, it's all, God, I love living life. Isn't life great? <laughs> yeah. I hope nothing happens to me. God, I love being pregnant, ready to give birth in six hours. This is fantastic. God, I love my right arm. (laughs) I sure do love working at the power plants. What a job I've got. He's he's like putting days without accident. (laughs) (laughs) Days without alien attack. Three. (laughs) I um, I was watching this film and it, it made me think of Stranger Things a little bit. You know, that sleepy American town hit by a weird, you know, extraterrestrial threat of some sort. And it just made me realise how well Stranger Things do that sort of story compared to what this ended up being. And, you know, just being able to focus in on a core group of characters that you like and care about. That's all this film needed, really, was just get rid of all the excess someone likable yeah (laughs) yeah it's just a good character one solid good character because even like kelly the military veteran you don't really care about her she has three scenes at home reading to a kid and then it's just right she's off out into it now as well even then they try and make a make us feel sorry for her because the kid the the little shit (laughs) um basically ignores her I want Dad to read me the story. Yeah. And then, you know, the house husband comes in and then starts reading a story and she just has to slink out of the room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Chekhov's night vision. (laughs) (laughs) Almost forgot. Nice. Um, It's just... Oh, yeah. I I don't know. It it could have been something... I don't think this film was ever going to be good, but I think it could have been a lot better than, than, than what it was. The the scenes with the aliens and the predators are the best bit. Yeah. Yeah, the because the fight scenes can't yeah. fault them. Yeah. And yeah, every time it cuts to the humans, you're like, I don't care. I want to see the alien and the predators just fucking. I want to see how they adapt their tactics, how they utilize their various gadgets and technology. And like I said, I just want Predator Rambo. Um, I did think it was funny, though, because in a lot of these films, we talk about how much Tom hates young actors. And when we got that establishing shot of that kid with his dad, I was like, oh, Tom's not going to like this. Oh, he's dead. My favourite movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Chekhov. <laughs> I feel like these podcasts are going to be played in court some at some point. <laughs> speaking of uh, Chekhov's keys... Um, we then cut back to Ricky with his brother in the sewers looking for his keys. And I have so many problems with this. Just for one, that is just the dumbest reason to try and write your characters into the sewers. 
because you're never going to find your keys. Don't. It's just mad. It's so so dumb. Like they, I I can see the conversation with the writers. Like we need to get these two characters into the sewers to do a creepy little scene. Oh, they're looking for the keys. N- no, you, you. If you drop your keys down a sewer drain, they're gone. You're never ever going to find a set of keys. It was just. Yeah. It just made me so frustrated. And is then it, it who tried... built the sewers? This is a small town. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why do you have a whole network of tunnels? Ridiculous. And how and... does he know his way around them? This is what I mean. It's <laughs> so just it's badly, badly written. Um, but I'm not going to get mean about this film. I said that. <laughs> I'm going to be nice about it. Um, and then I thought they were going to go down a route of like showing us like alien rats or something because they see something <laughs> what's it meant to be oh that that alien crocodile that tom was talking about that's what i mean i'm like i thought what? we were going to get some various different types of aliens and it just that scene never has any bearing on anything i think that's one of my favorite bits of it when it like they flash the torch up and it's like ah don't look at me i'm naked like, <laughs> <laughs> did yeah. you think there was going to be like a homeless alien slinking towards them oh that would be fun a homeless alien shaking a hat by that logic somewhere there's an alien that is a homeowner <laughs> he just turns up to his wife and kids at home <laughs> what a How day was your day <laughs> <laughs> oh you know acidy yeah um you know we get introduced to the father and son's uh wife slash mother um Again, a completely pointless uh, subplot because it's the worst sort of dramatic irony because normally in a film, when you've got a character wanting to find out what's happened to her family, the audience doesn't know either. And then you go on the journey with her finding out. But we've seen them get killed (laughs) five minutes prior to this. It's such a pointless... Like There's no emotional stakes to this because we know exactly what's happened. And it's almost a little bit funny because of how badly they've died. And she's like, oh, I think they'll be all right. They'll be fine. She's, she's really flippant, isn't she? Like her delivery of those lines are, oh, well, they wouldn't leave me. It's like, <laughs> if you told me they were the inspiration, she was the inspiration for those robots from Alien 1, I'd, be, I'd, I'd believe you. <laughs> yeah, just no emotion. I really enjoyed uh, it, it. We then cut back to the Predator in the, the forest at night. And my notes are Predator up the tree. His camouflage is switched on. Predator jumps out of the tree. Camouflage is now off. Why? That's the wrong way around. Like, <laughs> it just didn't make any sense. Again, this just these little moments. You can tell they've not just put enough thought into this film. That's the same with everything. You were talking about when they were searching for the, the kid and the dad. Yeah, if you're searching for someone, I assume that you cover as much ground as you can. Yes. You don't all huddle together. Yeah. Like... I, I made a note of this. There's 18 people within 20 feet of themselves. <laughs> I was like, "What? You, you spread out? No wonder they didn't find them." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, then we get a scene that I can't decide if I like it or not. When the predator is dissolving the father and son, because I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, that's. I, See, that's, that's what yeah. this movie should have been. I like the idea of him, and this is where his name comes from. He's like this sort of pest control, damage control kind of guy, where like mm. when hunting parties fuck up, he goes and gets rid of the evidence. What What are they Which called? Are... are they called fixers or cleaners? Well, you that's know? why he's called Mr. Fix-It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's like a Winston Wolf. He just comes in, sorts nice. out, leaves. Like, nice. That's what I'm. Oh god, that's I what this could have been. This could have been the Pulp Fiction of B movies. <laughs> it, oh, that would be great. God, Why doesn't he use that acid more? I mean, he uses it quite a lot. It's it's. I think he runs out of it at one point because he's like he shoves a bar in an alien's mouth, which is cool. <laughs> It's it's I mean it's a ridiculous little bit of technology because the amount of things needed to dissolve a whole human being is well apparently it can dissolve a swimming pool of water as well yeah or or does it like, like I don't know what it is like... I don't know if it dissolved the water like it turns the water into more of this I, I, fuck it why why, why am I trying to figure this organic out? matter yeah science I but don't... it's like I said yeah it's it, I, I like the concept of what his role is as his predator. And that's why I wanted to see more of how their society works. Cause that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. But then, but then he ruins it straight away. So, so he's getting rid of evidence and then oh, skins a man and leaves him hanging. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> Makes sense. That's yeah. a very good point. Oh, this film is so dumb. Oh, <laughs> it's so stupid. But I, I genuinely belly laugh though, because he dissolves the father and son. And then the next scene is the mum putting up a missing poster on the wall. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. That's not the juxtaposition <laughs> that you need. It's it's like they were trying to make it funny. Like they're not missing. They no longer exist in any recognizable sense <laughs> well is she is she the comic relief then oh, God. i hope not i hope late, not later on she has the probably the funniest line of a thing of that's crazy the government doesn't lie to people yeah like, she's weirdly naive isn't she is she the benny of this film <laughs> <laughs> i mean she suffers about the same fate so yeah i, I guess the um when the police find their colleague hanging skin from a tree again good practical effect I'll give it that it looks pretty it's, horrible it's a good it's a good nod to the first two yeah, good, yeah, films yeah. as well you know uh, yeah uh, yeah I guess there's a, I guess there's a few little bits of fan service I suppose I'll I'll I'll, I'll give it that as well um, but when they go back to the um like the morgue where did they find Poundland Philip Seymour Hoffman to do the <laughs> autopsy <laughs> probably in Poundland. Yeah. I've never seen anyone look more like Philip Seymour Hoffman <laughs> that isn't Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, God. <laughs> he, he does look like a melted waxwork of Philip Seymour Hoffman, you know, like in one of these seaside <laughs> towns. <laughs> oh, maybe there's there's another film when maybe there's like a wax museum in this town and they all came to life one night. And they had, to, they had to just give them jobs to, and you know integrate them into society. That's uh, the film I'd watch. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's a Christmas film, probably. <laughs> Wax statues coming to life. Um, and then we, <laughs> I, I just love it when the next scene is um, pervy pizza boy and Jesse having a chat in the street, and they're talking mm-hmm. about being in class together. Um, and she's are like, they, yeah, are they meant to be seven, like seventeen? This is what I mean. You know, they're talking about being in class and they are clearly middle-aged homeowners, both of them. <laughs> like, it's... But it's... She is... She is DTF in this film. Like, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. She's not yeah. fussy. <laughs> She's not. <laughs> She's really not. Again, it adds to your theory that it's written by... Yeah, this, it was. It's it's the scene in the swimming pool when I was like, this this was written by young lads just 
just fantasizing about everything that they wanted when they were 17 years old. I didn't know which swimming costume to pick, so I chose both. (laughs) That that line really confused me, because she she goes like, I didn't know which swimming costume to pick, so tell me, are you looking at the clock now? That's that's two separate thoughts that you put together there. It's just... ah. This film gives me a headache. It really did. I mean, and then it, the, the tracking butt shot when she's like <laughs> puts her clothes back on. It literally just follows her butt as she's getting yeah, dressed. This is what I mean. It's so <laughs> you can tell exactly who was in charge of this film from oh, start like to it. finish. You can, you can tell that the the sound director afterwards had to remove the cameraman's noises. He's just behind. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wish this wasn't wasn't just an audio medium just for that face. <laughs> I'd love it if in the editing studio there's a guy like what what's that noise? What's that noise? Um, <laughs> oh, Lewis! <laughs> this oh, is a professional God. podcast. Come on, man. <laughs> yes, sorry, I forgot how highbrow that we were. Oh, but yeah, that was a funny little interchange on the street because like you, you are both. You both have a mortgage. You're not in school. I can quite clearly see that. Um, but yeah, we are now about 45 minutes into the film and there hasn't been, at this point, a single clear, well-lit or adequately framed shot of either the Predator or the Alien, which is just completely absurd in a film called Alien versus Predator. Mm. They, they do have quite a, a clear shot when they burst out of the sewer system. Like there's a bit where the mm. the mm. predator alien bursts out of the sewer system and then just lands and has a good couple of seconds where we yeah. can just see it. Well, well we're are not we there yet. With, are we going a predalien? Predalien. Anaxonamun. Anaxonamun. Winston. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Kim Basinger, basically. <laughs> All the names that we can't pronounce. Yeah, yeah I mean, that... I, I, I did like that bit when Med burst through. I did, but it was funny because there's a... The Predalien, pre, pre, Basinger, bursts out of the sewers. <laughs> and and then, the, and then the Predator follows suit. And then, but there's a car driving past that doesn't react to the ground exploding beside it. I just found that found that comical. There's uh, no he's used to this shit. He's just like, uh, well, when are we going to fix these again. roads? Like, just... <laughs> <laughs> Damn potholes. The swimming pool scene. Shall we just stay on that for a minute then? Because sure. Yeah. <laughs> Linger like the pervy cameramen we are. And it, I feel like the brothers Strauss would much rather have been directing a porno film because this is the only scene that seems well-crafted to me. Like, they really put a lot of thought into this. I think that's this is a running theme where bad movies... Yeah, like Highlanders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the sex scene in Highlander is the most cinematic moment in that entire film. Yeah. <laughs> Because like the way that the, the 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 swimming pool water lights the you know the the atmosphere is pretty good. It, I can see what's happening for the first time in the whole film, and I can really see it because then car headlights shine. I'm like, oh, look at this. There's so much light. They blow um, some candles. They're playing Sting. <laughs> <laughs> 
But you you genuinely get a clearer shot of this poor actress's backside than anything else in the whole film. I feel so sorry for this woman, like objectified to the nth degree. And in a film called AVP, that is the crispiest shot in the whole film. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not the best adjective I could have used. (laughs) Sharpest? No, shiniest, <laughs> smoothest, the smoothest shot in the whole film. Oh, you're getting worse. Sorry. <laughs> when you, you know when the the other teens rock up, like we're we're in fucking like West Side Story or something. Oh, the Dickens, yeah. Yeah, um, oh. and they all like fall into the pool, like writhing around, <laughs> getting all wet together. Like, come on, what's going? How did all four of them fall in at once? Again, it's. Referencing the homoeroticism of the original Predator. I I thought it was going to turn into Highlander where they just start rolling about and kissing and (laughs) laughing. And then then the deer from the start of the film is at the door just looking at my (laughs) Rubbing his deer nipples. It's the the same deer because when when the Highlander goes into the deer, they too become immortal. (laughs) Right. There can be only one. I, I am on deer watch now for every film that we do. It's the same dick, but it's going to be the same deer. Every time. I, I like to think so. And then um, the alien attacks via breaststroke. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. He's just doing the doggy paddle up to them. <laughs> <laughs> but... God, I had to put wings on to get like. But... I've only been alive an hour or two. This is. It's got his arm yeah, on. for an alien race that's only been in life for an hour, he is very confident that he can swim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. he, he's, yeah, any any terrain he can like handle. Duck to water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but again, yeah, there's too many characters to care about because then, you know, we've got these four guys and um, Jesse being chased out of the, the school. And again, you don't really, because you know most of them are going to die. It, it means nothing when they do die. Like, okay, yeah. yeah. There's just too many red shirts in the film. Far too many. And it, it means when you actually get a character death that is remotely important, it's lost any sort of impact because you've seen 38 people yeah. garroted it throughout the course of the film. Uh, but then we get the acid bath in the pool. That's kind of yeah, cool, I guess. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Fix it back again. <laughs> Professionals have standards. <laughs> Shall we talk about um, John Ortiz's uh, completely useless sheriff? Yeah, I'm glad you is. said sheriff because I would not have been able to tell you who he played. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, <laughs> that's why I made sure I said because he is hopeless. He he he, he finds nobody that's missing makes a lot of false promises, and then he, he leads people to their demise at the end of the film as well. Yeah, and he, best, he openly talks about he openly talks about someone being skinned alive and hung from a tree in a bar full yeah. of people. Yeah. <laughs> Is I that what that, police officers do? I yep. found that very bizarre. Um but I do enjoy the the sequence at the power plant with you know when the alien the predators chasing the alien through there because again that's that's the film at its best best at air quotations that's a film that is least worst when you've got the predator and the alien showing off their combat techniques <laughs> yeah but i said this on the chat there's a lot of 
what I'm going to call Kurgan reveals, where the alien has <laughs> evidently been has evidently been sat on the floor waiting for this predator to come in, and then he just emerges into shot. He, it happens in that homeless people sewer scene. There's just aliens popping out of nowhere, and these things are <laughs> nine feet tall, and no one sees them. And like, how did they, it get? In, how did it get into the swing pool in the first place without anyone noticing? They are not graceful creatures. Like if you watch no. them on all fours, they're like slapping about. Well, except for the the pred the basing her itself. There's a <laughs> bit, there's a bit earlier. I love I love that we're calling it basing her. <laughs> I do. But, off topic. Uh, no word of a lie. We did a quiz at work the other day, and um, one of the answers was Joaquin Phoenix, and the woman who read out the answer says Joaquin. Oh Jesus! Oh. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ! Oh dear. I was like, Joaquin. Joaquin? <laughs> anyway, sorry. A phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> like a yep. phoenix, he will rise. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's one of the, it's back in the, the homeless people sewer cave thing. And it's like when the aliens have come in and are like eating the homeless people or whatever they're doing, and then it asserts its dominance and turns up. But you see its feet. Like padding along the floor, yeah. and it's clearly someone like holding a couple of feet because it's so dainty. <laughs> it's just it's so dainty for like a ten foot tall creature. It's like, oh. bop, bop, bop. do right. you think like the folly artist has got his ballet pumps on? <laughs> He's just yeah, tapping ever so slightly on the ground. Oh god, it's just this. Picture I... like a like ballet star, like just like. Basing a Fredlian on like on point, just <laughs> tapping along the floor. Da, 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 da. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> it's it just it really frustrated me because I just think it's it's not a million miles away from being a much more enjoyable film because if it had just gone full blown like horror, that could have been great because like the swimming pool scene was, you know, that that concept of something, you know, chasing you through the water that you can't see, you know, it's reminiscent of things like Jaws and all that sort of stuff. And then it ends, I mean, vaguely. <laughs> Sorry, I just had an image of, I think it's Jaws 3, where he's in SeaWorld and you see him oh, slowly yeah. floating yeah. towards a glass. <laughs> that is some spectacular CGI, by the way, Jaws 3. <laughs> Jesus. Um, oh, you know, it... it it's never quite a really exciting action film either. And I, I don't know, I just... It, it really wastes its R rating. It, yeah, it does. It puts it, it in it, the wrong places. It, it definitely does. And like we said at the start, it just if you had like one character that you thought, I love this guy or I love this girl, then you might be a much more invested in watching them trying to make the way out. Because, you know, this, that, that concept of being trapped in this place is... You know that is inherently scary, but then you don't care about who's trapped, and you kind of know well they're not going to get out. So you know, it's it's all all for naught really. Um, but yeah, the the a fight ensues at the power plant. There's there's a vaguely good interchange between the predator and the alien, and then you know we get that sweeping bird's eye view of all the power getting knocked out, uh, which you know a little tick box exercise for action films there, um, and then the local sheriff who, again, I've established he is useless, gets on the radio, calls on the National Guard. 
I can tell you right now, he does not have authority to call in the National Guard. Not allowed <laughs> to do that. No. The state governor can, but the local sheriff, no. They'll be like, no, fuck off. Put, put the radio down. They, they all rush in within five minutes. Yeah. The response time is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I can't get an Uber Eats that quick, but the National Guard can assemble and arrive to this sleepy Midwestern town within but five minutes. Also, I'm pretty sure at that point, the National Guard just think they're helping an evacuation because of power. Mm. No one's mentioned aliens, but they yeah. come in like... All guns loaded, ready to go. Like, although no, they know, don't they? Because the guy he's talking to on the radio uh, is doing some. Does, they know about that. Of, yeah. Okay, yeah, they. No, 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 I thought they found out from that bit because it's a picture of an alien from like a maybe from a soldier but, camera I mean, view. I thought that was the turning point for the army. Either way, they come in like Brendan Fraser into a room, guns out. Arms rigid, ready to fire, Swole ready for action. <laughs> <laughs> the Swole Patrol arrives. But I mean, the National Guard in this film don't come off very well. They are useless. Do you know, do you know who they should have called? Brendan Fraser. The Special Boat Service. Yeah. <laughs> yes. they, they'd have done it in five oh, minutes. Fantastic callback to our episode. <laughs> That'd be. I mean, if 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 you read the story of the special boat service of what they did, then yeah, you're not gonna fuck with those people. They 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 would have had this solved in six minutes. Ten it would have been hours. quite difficult to ride the boat over the. Uh, the <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> if, they, if they insist <laughs> of taking a boat everywhere. It's just it's scraping like, across the tarmac. It's just a little paddle boat, and they're just pushing with the oars. As... <laughs> And then there's an after credit scene, and they're still rowing to the town, which is just a and they, small they finally crazy. get there, and then the ending to the film happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like how we're tiptoeing around this ending. We don't want to ruin for people. Like anybody gives a shit. It is <laughs> ultimate Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, it's so like... stupid. Um, I'm just gonna take a small break. Um, I need to because of this film, and then we're just gonna come back and. Just, just get through this. Who cares anymore? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's let's get through this. So the National Guard have turned up and been mm-hmm. um, rapidly dispatched by the aliens. That I mean, they didn't even put up a fight. The National Guard, useless. Nope. Well, there's a reason of a National Guard and not proper army. Oh, <laughs> somebody somewhere is not going to like that. But... I kid. <laughs> and then our various um, plethora of characters start to convene and meet in a shop and meet those two. St- We've got, uh, I think, 38 people in this shop at this point. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the two stoners are there just, again, for no reason. Have we met these people before, these stoners? No. 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 They are, are there they to die. That instantly get their heads blown off. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. we've we've skipped over like many, many scenes. Like we've got that scene when the people at the diner, the, the chef gets killed, the waitress goes back to check on him and she gets killed. And then the wife, mother, lady finds them dead. It's just there's so many like deaths happen 
Like it just, it, it I, I'm just numbed to it by but the time you, we. You just don't care about yeah. them at all. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Who are these tertiary characters? Exactly. Like, why do I need to see this random diner chef getting? You don't even see him getting killed. You hear him getting well, killed. It might be more interesting if it was Bill Paxton. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. But, God, can you imagine if you that idea, aren't you? If if you'd never seen his head throughout the whole film, and then you just see a dead Bill Paxton on the floor, it gives you and then, pause, pause for thought. Fair and enough. then the, the the pregnant woman is backing out of the the diner slowly, going "Game over, man! Game over!" <laughs> yes. Oh, great! Once again, we should have written this. I mean, <laughs> fan service the film. That's Anyone a... else? But what this was but yeah we have this this sequence in this um th- there's a weird bit when the the our ragtag team are like they're all meeting up and and dallas says to the sheriff you know we need guns i was like why don't you have guns you're the fucking police like you don't have guns <laughs> what's going on yeah they, they have to raid like a mall yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. That that's why they're there is to find weapons. But I'm like, surely you should have. But and apparently, this place sells sells fully armed shotguns. America, America, America. Well, a story flashed up on my phone. I know it's a bit of a tangent again, but who cares? Um, <laughs> a, a story flashed up on my uh, Facebook the other day, and it was America have now banned guns on flights. And I was like, why is this? Why is this only what? just happening now? I, I I saw this as well. It's um it's obviously because of the, the the fear they have over Joe Biden's inauguration. Um yeah, like you said, they've they've banned um firearms from luggage. But like you said, uh, how okay. how is that not already banned? <laughs> You're not like, allowed to take nail clippers on the plane with your shampoo over fifty mils. Yeah, exactly. I can't <laughs> take 110 mils of water, but they can take an AK-47 in the luggage. Like, for goodness sake. <laughs> oh, God. Do, do you know what I noticed as well about all of these characters, where there's about 50 of them in this gun shop? Yeah. They've they've made a special effort to make sure that everyone has a line of dialogue straight after the other person. Yeah. So in, in one scene, everyone has to say something. Yeah. It's like it's some sort of weird contractual obligation that in, <laughs> that in every scene every character gets a line but yeah those two stoners are just like I said, cannon fodder that they're, they're instantly vaporized yeah. and then everyone is everyone's cannon fodder well yeah true but they are just clearly well i know they're gonna die in the next five oh they're dead already fine and then the um surviving dickhead teen just about survives being attacked by it the predator saves him but then the alien's blood just dissolves his face they love a good (laughs) good dissolve in this film don't they do you know do you know what i love about that though they they drive away and she thinks no this isn't right something wrong here but she's driven to the hospital knowing nothing's right and then she stops (laughs) and questions it it's like well we're already here yeah oh look at that we've made it already yeah so John Ortiz's sheriff, who again, I will say again, he is useless. He's he's on the line to this military colonel. Why is he such a little like gullible fool? It's, like, it's oh. like Chief, it's like Chief Wiggum. He totally Simpsons. is. <laughs> and this this colonel on the other on the other end, like I don't know what they're trying to go for here because I obviously they framed him like a sleaze bag, and you know he's up to something, but it's that 
proper cliche, like close up. <laughs> He's pausing for 28 seconds before he delivers his lines. <laughs> he, he I, would, I love it. <laughs> I love it if it was like they save a line and while he's thinking about how he's going to respond, the sheriff's just like, hello? <laughs> uh, okay, lo- love you, bye. <laughs> can, you hear me? can you hear me now? <laughs> you're, on, you're on mute. Um, I, he, the, the guy on the other end of this phone, the general, acts like I do when I respond to an email I shouldn't have responded to. Yeah. You know, like when you respond to an email and you think, oh, I shouldn't have done that because now they're going to keep asking me questions and yeah. now I've got to ignore it. <laughs> yeah. He, um, but yeah, he's clearly up to no good. Then we, we very quickly find out that he isn't sending rescue. He's sending a nuclear fucking weapon. <laughs> I talked about films that cross lines. That's one of those, you never really go for the nuclear option. Like, it's something, you put it on the table, fine. But most films realise that you don't ever actually do that because it just... It's it, there's no stakes then at that point because that's just like, that's the ultimate end game and it ruins it completely. It's like I said to you though, it's the it's the Deus Ex Machina of this film where yeah. it's literally they've they've fucked everything up. They've got yeah. no way back except destroy the entire town. And it's lazy writing is what it is because yeah. that's the easiest way that they can make this canon is to just erase it from existence effectively, except for a handful of survivors that'll be probably killed by the government anyway. They don't get out of those woods at the end. The army take them out. No survivors from this town. And it just... I really, I really wanted like an end scene where it was like the predator on the ship from the first one just wakes up from a dream. <laughs> <laughs> or he's, he's showering like Dallas style. Like, <laughs> like FDR from oh, Dallas. Just like... Great. <laughs> legitimately would have been a better film would have been fine with that it's just and i don't know about you guys but i just i don't like i didn't like how much they showed of the nuclear bomb I, it's just something not very pla- like that's one of those things that those weapons are just horrific and it do, do be- you see the sheriff melt yes you do you see the the shockwave incinerating very very quickly but you do yeah. and that's what i mean this film just i hate how much they indulge themselves in this film like you didn't need to sh- sometimes like you said less is more what you can't see is more effective than what you can see let the imagination fill in some of the gaps but there's no yeah. gaps to fill in in this it's, it's, just it's like they watch the original alien and be like Eh, nah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, no, you know what? No, I, I don't like this suspense and horror. I'm just going to... I don't want people to see the film, but I'm going I'm to put everything in the film at the same time. Do, do you know what the best thing about the end of the film was? The that credits. there was no... Yeah, that there was no sort of, like, wink to another sequel. Well, there was, have easily have done was. It. There was, though, that that boardroom sequence right at the end. Yeah, she picks up a cannon. Yeah, but I mean, it it was a wink, but it was like a lazy wink, like, uh... There's there's the... (laughs) The drunken (laughs) sort of... (laughs) 
from oh, across I, the bar. I, I wish this was a visual medium sometimes. <laughs> it was it was more somebody having a stroke. Just uh, uh-huh. <laughs> well, this is probably the most <laughs> <laughs> the faint smell of burnt toast. Just <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh god. Um. So yeah. our. Ragtag team is in this tank now, being driven by our military veteran. Uh, someone really patronizingly asked her, Are you sure you can drive this? Oh, Here's oh. Dallas. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm going right. to tell you about my little journey I had okay. with Dallas. Yeah, go on. Go on. So, as soon as I see him, my note is, uh, Hi, Dallas. I hate you. <laughs> Just, he yeah. immediately like, riled me up the wrong way. He yeah. can't act and he seems like a douche. Yeah. And then, and then through the film, I'm pretty much on that train. There's quite a few notes like that. <laughs> right. And it gets to like, people are dying. Yeah, well done. Yeah. All right. He's very uh, observant. But then, uh, you're too stupid to talk, Dale. Shut up. And I'm like, okay, Dallas, he's growing on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed that line. Yeah. And then it got to this, and it's like, I oh, just don't patronize a veteran. Yeah, th- that that line really grated on me. Like, oh, and just a little bit sexist as well. Like, yeah, it is. Up, it's one of them. It's one of them things your granddad says. Yeah, I would have loved it if she went. Do you want to fucking drive it? No, <laughs> you shut your mouth. Uh, and she she does a bang up job. Just gets yeah. it and goes. Fair and play. She'll fly a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know she's clearly the one that's going to get him out of this. And as soon as they have that conversation, she's like, "No, oh, this doesn't feel right." You're like, "Go with her." Just go with it. Don't go with yep. the useless sheriff that called in the useless National Guard. She's She's got no right to sort of say that, though, because like I said to you, she's already driven them to the hospital before she said, no, this isn't right. Is she going to turn around and go back again? Really? She shouldn't have said anything. She should have just driven to the hospital and just told, right, come with me, because <laughs> we're going to die otherwise. Because she's right. She's absolutely she's right. Like, you thought I was driving you here. Actually, we're here now. Come yeah. on. Um, just so get I, the, the hell out of Dodge just turn around and just carry so on until you can't see the town I have a question, when they go into the hospital how I, I don't know if this is ever in any other film but how do the aliens turn the hospital into like an organic corridor of, of, of like, like their own like flesh it, yeah. it, well, what, it, what was it, that? It's in other alien films isn't it where you is see it? them attached to the wall um, yeah, I think like there's... with organic matter. Yeah, and in, in Aliens, there's like a nest kind of thing. But yeah, yeah, they, they, they turned into not, like a but... nest, didn't they? I think they must secrete something. Oh, I don't like that word. Mm. That's not a pleasant word. Oh, the moist secretion. <laughs> moist mandibles. Oh. <laughs> but the 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 hospital sequence in general is pretty good because it's hospitals are a pretty good setting for these kind of creepy action horror sequences because you know they come across some pretty horrific things with the you know they see the poor poor pregnant woman's stomach just burst open it, it, it's oh. horrible but as you know as a setting hospitals are just inherently a bit creepy you think yeah. like asylums you know it, it, it invokes a lot of sort of classic horror as well um, and some of the action sequences there are okay. You can kind of see some of it. And Jesse has the coolest death in the whole film. She yeah, is that's... throwing Stard oh. into the wall. As, like as human <laughs> as human characters, we know deaths go. That one probably 
got me the most because it because it kind of came out the blue a little bit. Like, yeah, it did. Yeah. Okay. Bye, right. Yeah. I, I think I think <laughs> I'd agree literally with just hadoukened into the wall. Just. Yeah. It is a great death scene, and it's yeah. it's followed up by another pretty good death scene with the pizza delivery guy whose name's escaped me. He, he doesn't, doesn't die. die. He doesn't die. He he survives. He, he, oh, that, that's a yeah. shame. Yeah, he gets <laughs> impaled in, in his shoulder, but he he makes it out. Because um, yeah, because Basinger runs away from Dallas. Yeah, why are you running away from yeah. Dallas? <laughs> you There's... know when you know when uh, Jesse gets um, throwing starred into the wall. How <laughs> funny would it have been if it then cut to Turbo Man with his turbo rang like ha ha. <laughs> 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 uh, that would have been I think... great. That bit as well for me, because like in other films, you get a sense of the predator scale. Like yeah. it looks stupid in the foot in AVP, but you could tell it was bigger and stuff. For yeah. most of this, you don't really sense that. But then when you see it thrown, yeah. and then Jesse gets taken out by a thing the size of a manhole cover, you're like, okay, that was yeah, he's bigger, he's bigger than yeah, yeah. It just didn't do enough of that. So to so, ever really some of these. I mean, some of these scenes are pretty good, though. The death scenes are definitely the best bits. Yeah, the, 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 there's some bits that you think, okay, well, if, if it wants to be a, a B-list gory movie, it's doing some of it right. It's yeah. just... I think the thing is, I think you, you need to readjust your palette for what this film is. You know, it's never going to be anything other than just a, a brain-dead b-list movie yeah. but i just mm. think even then nowadays you can get a b-list film that can have likable characters and good dialogue and bits of mm. levity where you laugh and it just Wait, this could have been like a sci-fi uh final destination kind of thing yeah where it's all about the deaths and it's kind of funny and it's mm. or you know what just have the predator land in Shit's creek <laughs> <laughs> Have those characters. Have Eugene Levy yes. fight off a Predalien. <laughs> I want to see that so much. Who did it? Oh no, she's, that can't happen. She's never got... Patrick, Patrick cannot be hurt. No one can hurt Patrick. I love Patrick. <laughs> that little devil boy. Um, so they... <laughs> oh, God. He's they so make nice. the way. They they make the way up to the roof. Uh, Dallas, I mean, they don't even give him a, like a heroic exit. He survives. It would have been better if Dallas didn't make it out of there actually, because I guess I, it I, would because he's yeah, a dick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they they all get to this helicopter. Dallas makes it last minute, having figured out how to use the predator's gun, and then the alien and predator just sort of impale each other to death on the roof. Yeah, and it like rips out his little weird tongue yeah. baby. Yeah. Oh, oh god. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. Um, but again, it's like it's it, all of it is ultimately it, it's all ruined by the fact that a nuclear bomb is dropped on this because it's like you know that film you just watched didn't matter. None it of it matters. Thing is, they could have just done what they've already done in multiple Predator movies and have him setting off a like a yeah bomb. They always have a, a, the Predator self-destruct bomb thing. It could have just been that. <laughs> but and because... then just have the Pred-Alien laughing constantly, just... <laughs> <laughs> but because the, the way this film was written, they wrote themselves into a corner where 
180 people had seen these things throughout the course of the film. And then 180 people lived at the end. Yeah, so (laughs) it's just a nuclear bomb is just lazy. It's so lazy. I mean, I just frustrated me. And, and, And that's that's the thing that really just tipped this film into bad category for me because you can see how lazy that choice is to throw in God, at the end you, of the film. You lasted quite long in this I did. film. I, I really <laughs> gave it a if, good if shot. If that's the turning point, if that's like... I, I gave it the benefit of the doubt until then and then everything else that came before it is suddenly amplified in its shitness. It really is. <laughs> I uh, forgot that that kid lived. I, I spent most of the film going, where's that kid gone? I mean, how many kids can you kill in one film? They had to let her live. I did think her her dad's her dad's death scene again. Another death scene we've forgotten about. When he goes to the window, like, see, there's nothing out there. Dead. <laughs> Dead. Yeah, it, it's just stood at the window. Yeah. It jumps <laughs> through. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. How do they escape that alien in the kid's bedroom? And he was really tasty. They just ran over. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just can't believe they actually nuked the town. And then it's that scene when the nuclear bomb is falling and that wife slash mother from the, you know, we've, we've followed her from the start of the film. She just looks at the sheriff like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, she's meant to be of a comic relief, so it should have been like a wah, wah. Yeah, <laughs> so like... Oh, yeah, like, oh, no. you. <laughs> <laughs> She's just pulling on her collar. Yeah. <laughs> what really annoyed me is, you know, the, the survivors are flying away in this helicopter. It, it goes down in the forest, and then the... <laughs> it's so stupid, this film. The army arrives then, and Dallas goes from saying, you just nuked the whole town, to, okay, in about six seconds. There's yeah. no conflict. He's just like, you killed everyone. He said you killed the whole town, and then he's fine about five seconds later. Do you know what would have been a great ending? If they crashed, crash-landed into this forest, and then all of a sudden, Arnie comes out hacking at the bushes <laughs> and goes, welcome to the team. <laughs> and then it cuts to the first Predator film. Like, yeah. When when the army guys started appearing, part of my head was like, "Did did Arnie make a cameo in this one? Because that would have been so cool, just Dutch yeah. appearing." Uh, this is what I've been mean, like, just a little bit. You needed like your final episode of Mandalorian season two level fan service. That character that you all know and love turning up out of nowhere would just it it'd yeah. blow your mind. It really would, but they didn't do that. And what really <laughs> fucking pissed me off is. Sorry, but <laughs> the, the, the army's there, like it's the only choice we had. And then, you know, you've got the, the, the Kelly's hugging her daughter. You've got Dallas and Ricky hugging each other. The music is really uplifting and positive. Like, no, 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 no. You just nuked a town. You don't get to end on a high note. <laughs> this isn't a happy ending by any means. Nope. Just Where are they going to live? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's the question we all want answered. <laughs> Where yeah. do they live now? <laughs> yeah, next day, Dallas just has to go back to job hunting. Like it's, nothing's changed just, for him. In the <laughs> rubble. <laughs> like this, it wasn't anything other than an outright tragedy, and the music was so uplifting. Like, no, oh, you've done this wrong. I wrote down what the town's called. Go on. Crested Butt. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Yeah, that's on the bus. That is crested butt. <laughs> and the I, town I, of crested butts. <laughs> I literally wrote down uh, Attenborough in brackets afterwards because could you please do a little Attenborough thing about the crested butt? <laughs> you do the best accent. Do I? Uh, what can I say about the crested butt? That it's now a gaping hole. <laughs> in- <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more like a here we have the lesser spotted crested butt. <laughs> the lesser spotted crested butt. <laughs> well. <laughs> well. My, my Attenborough goes into some wild places. Um, <laughs> I start off with um, the lesser spotted booby. <laughs> it's my, fa- my favourite thing an old man's ever said. Uh, <laughs> and then where does it go? <laughs> And then I, I just sit down and think about my, reassess my life for a bit. Um, just have a minor existential crisis. Boobies on podcasts. Uh, yep. Every week. So. so yeah, now, now it's a big gaping hole in the earth. Yeah. Like a. Um, so that's, <laughs> that's the end of the film. Um, I mean, I, I sat in in darkness for about 15 minutes after this film finished, just contemplating a few things, um, trying to figure out... Just so out you could get the feeling of the film. I just just, I just wanted to get some feeling back in, in myself. <laughs> I was just numb, um, you know, because I was trying to figure out if, like, overall, I actually enjoyed it because, you know, you really do need to sort of switch off that critical thinking part of your brain because it's all over the place, both tonally, structurally, narratively, there's about 16 different character subplots going on, 90% of which end in some sort of horrific, pointless death. And like I said, the movie just crosses a few lines that I just think are baffling and just just stupid. But it's so stupid. You're like, well, did I actually have a good time watching this? And I think I did. <laughs> I think overall, I was like... Oh, yes. My job is done. (laughs) But my final thought was, you know what? Alien and Predator, maybe some movies and some concepts just do not a good franchise make. Well, they keep giving it to these directors and these writers. You know what? Just we're at the right point now where we will just generally sit down and watch shit on television. Now is the right time to do another AVP. Yeah. Give it to Rid- Ridley Ridley Scott to do. No, I'll tell Let you go. what. There you go. Do what you will. These sorts of films are like, we, we've had the horror alien. We've had the ultimate Predator film, the first one. What you need now is like, give it to like a Taika Waititi. Just let him make a really funny, like Ragnarok-esque sort of film. Because you can't improve on the horror aspect of these now. So you got to take them into a different genre for me. There's... They did try it with a predator though, didn't they? With them. Um, is yeah. it Kevin Michael Key? Yeah. Yeah. I've not actually seen that one all the way through, but, but I heard, I've heard it's good. I just think, you know, they've, they've tried to, they've milked what this is as much as they can. And it clearly, you, you can't do anything different with that, that specific concept. Like Alien vs. Predator in itself, that does not warrant a sequel. <laughs> do you know what they should do? There's a there's a series of comics called Archie vs. Predator. Nice. Yes. Um, they should definitely do that. 
Yeah, I want, well, this I want is to... this is basically that film, just like I want to some see like stupid it, teens. Scooby Doo, Riverdale, in it. That's what yeah. it is. <laughs> Give me Scooby Doo versus Predator any day. Oh my so... god, that'd be harrowing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, face hugger on Scrappy Doo. Oh. Uh, so, 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 which is better, the first AVP or this AV? Sorry, let me rephrase. Which is least worst, the first AVP or this AVP? That's, that's a double negative, isn't it? I, that hurt my head. That sorry. Which is <laughs> which is least worst? Yeah. Which is the I'd least... say the second one is really? better than the first one. Really? Yeah, because yeah. it, mm. it it doesn't try to explain anything. It's just like, right, this yeah. is what happened. It, it does just get to it. It does. This is right. I mean, the first one, it bothered me because they tried to give it this really complicated backstory. And I, in the first one, I complained that it didn't get to the AVP of it quick enough. Mm. This one did. Like you said, It, you know, we've got a predator in the opening scene. We've got an alien 30 seconds later. We've got a face hog within three minutes. Yeah, maybe this is better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just surprising second. yourself there. <laughs> yeah, I have done. I think I've I've talked did myself you, into Yeah. Did you notice the pyramid as well? No. On the Predator no. planet. When he flies off, there's oh, loads yes. of pyramids. Yeah. Oh, nice. I, did. I was like, that's a good nod to the sort mm. of first one. That's not bad. Um they, they squeeze into the final moment in this. What we were trying to do with the whole beginning bit of the first one. By like trying to tie it into the expanded alien mm. universe and stuff. So just on that final scene, who is that woman that the colonel gives she, the weapon right, to? So she is Miss Utani. Yeah. She is the uh, director or whatever of Utani Corporation, which joins with the Wayland Corporation later on ah, to become Wayland okay. Utani. Yeah. Okay. Because I just had Wayland in my head the whole time. I thought, who's what's the? I don't recognize this name, but yeah, okay. I didn't know yeah. who she was. So yeah. Wayland yeah, Utani is okay. the corporation in like it's, aliens and stuff. I, I think, like we said, the actual mythology and lore of these films is fascinating. But the fact that it t- it spans three hundred years and and further back in history as well, it's just if it was executed, Jesus. yeah, Jesus <laughs> analogies. <laughs> it's just if it was executed, oh, an analogy, Jesus was um, anyway. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it just it, it it could be a lot better, but. Do you think that they couldn't get the rights for certain things for these films? I just think they couldn't be bothered. Because if you're doing something like this, the people watching these films have seen Alien and they've seen Predator. No one's watching this going, who the hell are these warring tribes? Mm. You know, just put little things in that are part of the other universe. And I think, like you said earlier in the show, Tom, how can it possibly be that we get to Ripley a hundred years later, and these aliens are a surprise. Because you know, th- there's no way that you could nuke a town and that doesn't warrant a- an international investigation that uncovers what's gone on. Yeah, it's just it- it's this. I mean, that story was too big. They needed it on a more micro scale of just an, an alien, a predator, and maybe just some people in the- in-, in the woods, or just a few. Just it needed to be smaller. That's all. It just I- it's- just little sort of bits that tie it to the the extended yeah. universe. Yeah. Even if they were like searching for that kid in the woods and then a pig shot out in front of them. Something like that would yeah. then yeah. be like, oh, well, yeah, it's a first Predator film. Yeah. You know, just something but to in- sort of bring instead, me back in. They they spent too long bringing in the Highlander deer 
Stupid idea that. Because <laughs> only we got that reference. Wasted. So. <laughs> um, Tom, playing you... fan service to yeah. another film entirely. <laughs> do you have any miscellaneous notes that can't be fit organically into conversation? Frankly, I have too many. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. Okay. All right. Yeah, the thing crashes at the beginning. The hunter goes, "Yeah." Uh, we'll go get the sheriff. Yeah, because he'll know what to do. The worst sheriff in yeah. America. Arguably, uh, yes. Skip. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, the bit with the when he's delivering the pizza and she says something that's meant to be a joke. And you, you know something's funny when no one laughs and then they say, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys say that to me all the time. Um, you're, you're funny, though. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Yep. Uh, <laughs> is this return to town day? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's one of them parades that we've been looking for in every single <laughs> film we've done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, why did he use a window? Like... When the pizza guy comes back to his apartment to pick up a bat, he comes in through a window. Dallas is like, what, why do you do <laughs> yeah. that? And then they leave through the door. It's, just... <laughs> like, it's, it's his bedroom as well. <laughs> oh my God, this film. If the oh, door, this like, fucking uh, film. I mean, oh. I guess because of keys, but if your door's locked, <laughs> you knock. can't just open it. Oh, just anyway. knock on the door. Oh, I mean, God. that's how I get in my bedroom. It's on the second floor, but, you know, I manage. I just shimmy up the drain pipe. That is great. Uh -huh. uh, remember when people had torches? Good times. Yeah. Good times. Uh, rats fleeing a sinking movie? <laughs> is that the tagline on the DVD? Yes. Could be, if not. <laughs> oh, boy. That is great. Oh, I'd love that. Uh, there's a bit where they're bursting through the road and my, my brain went to a weird space and it's like, wow, Diggler got into meth. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, do you, uh, sorry, do you want to hear the actual tagline for the film? Yeah, go on. Yes. It's, it's, it's perfect. It is, in space, no one can hear you scream on Earth. It won't matter, and it doesn't matter. Fair enough. Yeah, got it should just—it should just say, uh, "We're sorry." Underneath um, it, the uh, the next tagline was, "This Christmas there will be no peace on Earth." The next one is the last. Or a dream. Place. Yeah, um, I wish, <laughs> and. The the last one is the last place on earth we want to be is in the middle. Oh, shit. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> rats what, what, rats fleeing a single film is better. <laughs> oh, God. Why would you go with a Christmas thing? I know. <laughs> I know. Do they know it's Christmas? <laughs> it won't matter. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Like, Who's watching this at Christmas? What sadists are going to the 
the cinema to watch this on Christmas Day. Fucking sick bastard. Sorry, Tom, carry on. Carry on. Uh, <laughs> predators don't know how doors work. <laughs> you just boot through a door at one point. It's quite fun. Very Brendan uh, Fraser-esque. Why would you hope you're both wrong? There's a bit with a sheriff and Dallas are having a little goodbye. <laughs> yeah. and he's like, I hope we're both wrong. Why? <laughs> At least one of you should be right. That would be good. Both it's of all, you, right? It's Excellent. All just, it's all just bad writing, honestly. Uh, and, uh, oh, don't cry, sad junkie Rufus Hound. <laughs> Do you think... It's just uh, that random guy they pick up who just looks like a skinny discount Rufus yeah. Hound. And it, it made me... Made me happy. Do you think low budget Philip Seymour Hoffman got out of the film alive? Yes. <laughs> in, in a bunker somewhere. Yeah. Right. And then made it into the Hunger Games. Uh, he's actually part cockroach and just can't be killed. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Right. <coughs> Let's put an end to this. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening, everybody. Um, I don't know what else to say. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. But you know what? I had a good time watching this. I did. I'll be honest. Can we get any more Christmas taglines in there? <laughs> in the bleak midwinter. <laughs> <laughs> Last Christmas, he gave you his heart. Now it's been ripped out. <laughs> Perfect. I. We need to make a film around that tagline. That's 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 our jumping off point. Nice. Right. Well, see you next time, everybody. Thank you so much, as always. Um, if if you if you haven't already, please throw us a rating on on the apples on the apples podcasting network. It um, it helps other people find the show. So you're right. <laughs> words are hard. And as always, you can follow us on various social media platforms: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And I hope that you join us for the next film, which I think might be better than this one. Can't get much worse. Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) Challenge accepted.